<laughs> Welcome. Welcome. Welcome back. You don't need to go. Yeah, high. go a little lower, bro. Yeah. Yeah. No, no. <laughs> Welcome. Welcome. <laughs> Alright, 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 wait. <laughs> okay, ready? Three. Oh. Alright. Three. You wanna two. go for real? He's not oh. going. Ready? Three. Last part. <laughs> we can do this. Keep going. No. Oh. oh, then welcome back. Okay, okay, okay. Ready? Three, two. Welcome. Welcome. Welcome, welcome, welcome back. back. Ow, wow, wow, wow. BTR in the studio. Back, back, back in business. We're back. Hee <laughs> 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 Okay, real quick, we didn't even talk about... Jackson to Augusta Boy. We, we didn't even... <laughs> <laughs> even talk about... Guys, sorry that we've been gone. Sorry we have been gone for... Back to our roots. <laughs> uh, yeah. Sorry we've been gone for, what, like a month, month and a half? Um, yeah, think- we needed a break. It was good. We probably carried it on. Maybe we hated you guys so much. We needed a break. <laughs> we probably carried it on a week or two too long. Um, yeah. But welcome, guys. I'm telling you. Welcome. Oh, you're recording. If this episode, yes, I'm <laughs> recording. Guys, yeah, that's this, my job. <laughs> this episode, we just finished recording. We wanted to see how long it would take, and we're recording this after the fact. Yeah. Guys, y'all. Like, bring a diaper, y'all. Like, yeah. dude, <laughs> y'all are gonna be peeing your pants. That's how funny this is. Oh, I thought they're. <laughs> oh, yeah, don't some, stuff, some stuff that gets said in this podcast is so out of pocket. <laughs> Back to our roots. Oh, dude, man. The intro alone, guys. Um, Yo. But <laughs> here's I, what we're gonna do. Like for the new picture. for oh. the newcomers, <laughs> we're doing something that we started in season one. Bow. It's a Shaboya roll call. You're going to say your name. Shaboya? Shaboya? Roll Call. My name is Trevor. Yeah. I am so cool. Yeah. Uh, my name is Trevor. Hey. I like to swim in pools. I don't know. So I just, like somebody I just realized that. We're not going to. No, we're doing it all. We're doing it. Continue. Leo. No, wait, restart it. Can right. I start it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That's, that's just you just showing them how we do it. All right. Whoa. We're doing it one take. One take because we have a lot of time. So if you mess up, you mess up. All right, who wants to go first? We do it talking. Talking, let's do it. All right, Kim. All right, Shaboya, 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 roll call. My name is Trevor. Yeah. My God is great. What? My God is awesome. Yeah. He never late. Yo. Hey, oh, Shaboya, Shaboya, roll call. My name is Ayo. Yeah. I do my best. What? I miss this podcast. Yeah. Yeah. I am the best. Ah. Shaboya. Shaboya. Shaboya roll call. My name is Leon. Yeah. yeah. I like the rockets. Yeah. Whoa. The things we say. Yeah. Hey. Are out of pocket. Yeah. Yeah. Shaboya. Shaboya. Shaboya roll call. My name is Corey. Yeah. yeah. I own a dog. Yeah. yeah. When I go to the bathroom, yeah. I'm laying logs. Yeah. Yeah. Shaboya. Shaboya. Shaboya, Shaboya yeah. roll call. Expect everything and nothing. <laughs> hey, it's your boy Trevor. Hey, yo. Hey, y'all. Oh. D. And Nikki G. And this is Just Talking. We back. <laughs> Wait, I thought we're recording. We're, we're the going straight into it. Dude. Yeah, we're going straight into Why it. Why can't you it. yourself? No, because we just played the intro song. Oh, but we're back from being back. We're back from being back. And we're back now. <laughs> the boys are back. <laughs> oh. So um, on to the second part of... Uh... Wait. <laughs> <laughs> what is going on, you guys? We are excited. We're getting uh, kicked off with a topic. I feel like it's talked about a lot, 
but I feel like we don't put it into play as much as we should as Christians because it, there's a little bit of a misunderstanding. What's the topic? To it. Topic is loving your enemies. We're going to talk about loving your enemies. And I feel like the reason this is more of a, a subject that I want to talk about is just in personal experience. I don't have someone who I see on the street and I pull out like my sword and I'm like, I'm going to fight them because they're a like don't have a sword. Well, if I, I had a sword, I I'm impressed. The men didn't even go for like you know, like a clock or a gun or like a. <laughs> he said, "I need a sword." Man, I my sword. sword. Yeah. <laughs> so here, baby. Who was it made by? Um, it was made by George L. Lucas, and so, but I, I think the That's reason. That's a lightsaber. I think the reason why we <laughs> no. electronic sword. we don't talk about it is because we <laughs> in today's like today's day no of age. We don't necessarily have an enemy that we are trying to fight on the daily. Okay. But we do have people that have upset us. We have people that have hurt us. People who have done us wrong. Like in this room? In this room. Oh, what? Dang, bro. Oh, dude, he's like, <laughs> it's funny because everybody looked right at you. <laughs> <laughs> there ain't no script today, y'all. Oh, sure? No, that was on the script. So, but yeah, I think that's, you know, something as Christians is that there's a lot of people that wrong us. And I think sometimes how we handle the way that we've been hurt is I always said this to me once. He says, "Hurt people, hurt people." Yeah. And so hurt when we get people. when we get hurt, we then hurt them back. And God has a cause to do that, right? He says, "Turn the other cheek." He says, "Love them." He says, "If they ask for your shirt, give them give them your pants too, right? Or give them the coat. If they ask for your coat, give them the shirt off yeah. your back." I'm gonna look up that scripture. Yeah, it is scripture. I'm sorry, guys. Shirt off your back. Right? Shirt off your back. I was thinking about your sword. Like, just, <laughs> I don't know why I'm just on a sword. I think I think the first thing we have to to get started with um is and the reason it's important for us to love our enemies or the people who have done us wrong is because I feel like how we show God's love is how we stick out. Yeah. As Christians, how we love others is how we stick out. And so if we're not loving everybody, especially our enemies, then we're not sticking out um to to the world, right? Because if we're doing exactly what the world's doing, oh, if they hurt me, I'm gonna hurt them back. Mm-hmm. Then we look like everyone else, right? Yeah. yeah. And and the verse that kind of got me started on this is First uh, John four eight says, but it but anyone who does not love does not know God, for God is love, right? Because by being a son of God, it is part of my being, right? It's just like breathing to me, or it should be on how I love my enemies. And so mm. opening this up, right? We're we're talking about how. Do I love my enemy? How do I love the person who's done me wrong, the person who's hurt me, the person who doesn't deserve it? How do I love them? And I think the first part of that is unconditionally. We have to have an unconditional love. Scripture says, he loved me so then I can love, right? Yeah. Um, so for you guys, what does that look like? Let's let's get on the topic of unconditional love. We're going to keep it simple, stupid. we got a three-step plan. First step, unconditional love. Oh, this is why I hop on it. Yeah. <laughs> I'll hop on it. Um, so <laughs> obviously you gotta look at what the word means itself. Mm-hmm. And we have talked about this in past podcasts before. Like, what is unconditional love? A love without conditions or limits. And I brought a couple of the syllables. No, I said it Synonyms. 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 Like cinnamon, synonyms. Yes, sir. So you got absolute unyielding. I teach science. Flat out, complete, and immovable. Um, Wednesday. Um, and then I got a couple of quotes that I feel like are some things that you can write down, you know, think about it. If you have a pen and paper, just write it down, you know. Write it down. Understanding biblical love, we need to understand that biblical love is a decision, not a feeling. You cannot act on a feeling. You need to be able to choose to love. That's good. Um, another one, a love that loves for love's sake alone. So obviously you're not loving for something to get out of return, but you're just loving because you love. Um, and the other one, only possible if you put others before yourself. It requires growth, cannot be stagnant. So love is always growing. And there's a famous uh, verse, you know, the love verse that we always talk about. First Corinthians 13, 48. There's five different things I pulled out from that is that love is not seeking, not self-seeking. You don't keep wrong records. So if someone does something to you, you're not always going back, you know. If you think about how they portray relationships in movies, how the girl's like, and another thing, you did this to me. I remember you did this to me like a couple weeks ago. That is not love. That is bitterness, and that is something you do not need. Um, it never ends. That's tough. So love never ends. Even when the person does end up leaving your life, love is always there. Um, another one, it sits on its own way. It does not insist on its own way. 
So it's not always like it goes back to the same word, self-seeking. It's not self-seeking. And then it endures all. And I think that's one of the hardest things for a lot of us to keep up with. Mm-hmm. Enduring everything someone throws at you. You're like, oh, like what was it Peter who said, God, I I forgive this person seven times. Do I, do I forgive him seven times? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Or seven times seven. And, and I, I mind you, when Peter talked to Jesus about this, he's like, Hey, I'm I'm gonna get I'm gonna get Jesus. I'm a good man. I'm a I'm a good man. I'm gonna get him. Like I forgive him this much, God. I'm doing better than most other people. They don't forgive him once. Because back then it was three, right? Yeah, three, three and it's done. And so, so Peter said seven. Seven to try to be try to be big. And then God said, Don't don't mind you, just seven times seventy. Try that. And at that point, who's gonna, that. who's gonna be like who's try gonna that. be like here? Okay, this is this is six hundred times I've forgiven you. I'll keep a record of this. Trevor, so don't keep rock record. You're like, all right, this is script. this is a four hundred and ninety. You got you got seventeen. You got more. you got you got that much more. You got one more time to try me, because you have four hundred and eighty nine. No, four hundred eighty nine. You get one more time, and we done. You know? I think I'm getting confused. Is the perfect. Why this? What? Why would you keep it? Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, that's that was my take on unconditional love. That's good. No, 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 no. Uh, I guess I guess I'll go. We actually kind of just talked about this in our last life group, talking about unconditional love, which is probably why we're doing this podcast because Trevor's like, ooh, two birds, one stone. Yeah. Um, hey, but- you know what? Side side thing, real quick. Leon wrote a script for that video that we posted on Instagram the other day, and it went perfectly. Yeah, he wrote a script, yeah. but it still, went I wrote a script because he told me to write a script. I didn't oh, say write a script. Nani? I have multiple witnesses. I didn't say write a script. Mm. Mm. You better forgive me 70 times 70 times. <laughs> All right. Well, you have 489 times. I didn't hear you tell him not to, not to write a script. Oh, Technically, you're tolerating him. Sit I can go. I'm sorry. The church of Pergamon, I think. In Revelation, where they're tolerating. Oh, they're tolerating oh yeah. I think yeah. it's Pergamon. Anyways, unconditional love. <laughs> um, that's, but that was also a really good episode. If you guys have a chance. Oh, yeah. Check it out. Alfonso. Is that the one? No, yeah. Sin of a Mission. Sin of a Mission is Alfonso. Yeah, yeah. Alfonso. Bro, yeah. Alfonso. Check out any of one of yeah. our episodes. Shameless plug, y'all. Yeah, but anyways, yeah, yeah. Um, we actually just talked about this in our life group, and unconditional love is described in, I think it's in Greek, it is used to the word agape. Because mm-hmm. um, there's, there's four different types of love in the Bible, right? There's, oh my goodness, um, I can't remember. What's the one that matters? Agape. (laughs) I can't remember. But like, if you guys ever get the chance, do some research. Like, look into the four different loves. I I don't know the names of them in Greek, but I know there's there's the brotherly love, um, phileo, phileo, filial. I think. Uh, Um, Romantic love. There's romantic love, eros, and then the family. Sojourner, I think. No, that's not Sojourner. Is an actual person in history. Um, (laughs) But there's there's like a like a motherly love, like a uh, from parent to child. Um, and then the last one, there's agape, which is unconditional love. Mm-hmm. And unconditional love, we actually watched a video, and I actually do recommend this. We watched the Bible yeah. Project on yes. agape. Yes. And the one thing I really liked about the video was it showed, it described agape as like an infinity symbol, right? Like oh. we can't serve others unless we have that love of God in us. Mm-hmm. But at the mm. same time, without that love of God in us, we are not able to serve. Oh, my. Goodness. <laughs> not able to serve others. Not able to serve Sorry, Corey just did a handstand. No, I did not. <laughs> one of the coolest things I've ever seen. Um, but it, it's just a really good reminder for us. It's like we can show love to others all we want, but mm-hmm. if we don't have that love of God in us, that's not agape. Yeah. That's not that unconditional love. And in the same sense, we can't serve others unless we have that agape. Yeah. You know? Right. Um, so that's just kind of like my little sprinkle of what Unconditional love is. I mean, I think y'all hit it. I'm, I'm interested to hear what Corey has to say. Yeah, Corey, oh, Corey, the man. Yeah, Corey. He goes right, last. So, he said he had a lot. He, he, why are you wiggling? <laughs> <laughs> I'm telling you, my, my inner Oakley. Undulating. Oakley. Inner Oakley. Oh. oh, shout out, Jared. Yeah. Yeah, actually, shout out. Jared. So he gets shipped off May 24th, I believe. Oh, Jared, wow. Jared's our old roommate. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, <clears throat> okay, so uh, the unconditional love of Christ, I think. The reason why I decided to kind of break it down is because, yeah, we've spoken on it, but there's always more to understand it in, in a sense. And there's always because you can't we, we can't grasp the full love of Christ, you know, yeah. because mm. 
we we really are unable of you know um of of comprehending it at times yeah but that's what we need to strive for and so um actually while looking this up i came across a new word right quite similar to agape but on a different a different I don't want to say spectrum, but different like level in a sense. Give me with it. Um, so the word is called uh chesed, right? Um, chesed. I'm definitely butchering the mess out of this. This is Hebrew. Um, in, in Roman times, the word they just chopped off the C. I don't know why Romans are like that. Chesed. It's chesed. So chesed. So chesed in Hebrew, chesed in Roman, right? Okay. This word does not translate like exactly or even precisely to English, and people still kind of debate this today. But the word means more than simply a kindness. Often the word is translated as loving kindness uh chesed means giving oneself fully with love and compassion okay. and if you kind of like think about jesus what did he do he gave himself um mind body and soul you know mm-hmm. um and so i just wanted to kind of break down um what unfailing what unconditional love is i'm sorry of christ and so i'm, I'm shotgunning these you know on a time schedule so i'm shotgunning these so bear with me guys god's love is unfailing right yeah. And for that, you can see uh, Psalm 86.15. We'll read this real quick. Um, but you, Lord, are compassionate and gracious God, slow to anger and abundant in mercy and truth. So, guys, um, as I list off these verses, like definitely write them down and look into them, you know, um, after the podcast. Um, God's love is eternal. Jeremiah 31.3. The Lord appeared to him long ago saying, I have loved you with an everlasting love. Therefore, I have drawn you out with kindness. God's love is lavish. First John three through one. Uh, first John chapter three verse one. See how great a love the Father has given us that we would be called children of God, and in fact we are. For this reason, the world does not know us because it did not know Him. And I, that kind of like attributes to what Trevor said earlier, like where you know if we don't have that unconditional love towards others, we don't stand out. Yeah. You know? mm-hmm. um, God's love is sacrificial, and we just celebrated Easter. We know this. John 3, 16, for God so loved the world that he gave his one and only son, that whoever believes in him shall not perish, but have eternal life. For God did not send his son into the world to condemn the world, but to save the world through him. And lastly, God's love is inseparable. That's Romans chapter 8, uh, verses 3 through 9. Um, thought I had that up. Yes, I did have that up. Uh, uh, chapter, yeah, Romans chapter 8, verses 38 uh, through 39. For I am convinced that neither death, nor life, nor angels, nor principalities, nor things present, nor things to come, nor powers, nor height, nor depth, or any other created thing will be able to separate us from the love of God that is in Christ Jesus, our Lord. And so if you've been walking around like, y'all listen to our last episode, or not our last, but our past episode on unconditional love, you're like, I think I got it down pat now. And you guys have been walking around thinking uh, or carrying yourself in the sense of like, you know, I'm, you know, I'm trying my best daily to have unconditional love towards others, but there's this one person or there's this one thing. Um, I just want to kind of, kind of convict you in this way of like, you know, or, or to, to, I just want to bring this to your attention. Like these, all these things that I listed off all makes up one unconditional love that is never ending towards us. Mm-hmm. Um, it's not like, oh, hey, cool. God is, lo- God love is unfailing, but it's not eternal. It's everything I, that I just listed. And so this is what we're called to have towards everybody. Um, and, uh, going back to the word chesed, giving ourselves fully to that with love and compassion. Yeah. That's good. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Um, and so that's kind of like what I wanted to start out this episode with, because if there is someone who you are in the progress of, of, of trying to love, right. Even though they've wronged you, they've hurt you and you're like, dude, I want to forgive them. You know, uh, our pastor Tart today was talking about, um, having a constant relationship or a constant walk with the Lord. And he's like, if there is a, you're like, man, it's just been a real struggle for me. I don't know why I'm having this lukewarm feeling. One of the big reasons is because maybe you haven't forgiven someone. Like that's Mm -hmm. normally the reason why there's a hindrance in your walk with, with the Lord is because you haven't forgiven someone. And so the first step of that, that forgiveness, it has to come from God. It has to like, his love is the only way that you can forgive that person who has done you wrong. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Um, Because here's the thing. We don't have to try to be angry it is flesh it's natural for us right like no one wakes mm. up in the morning and goes today i'm angry today i'm gonna be more angry like <laughs> i woke up and chose violence. <laughs> yeah <laughs> no, for real though right like we don't it just happens it's our flesh right and so yeah. i think that's the main that's one of the it takes work to not, try not to be angry. exactly yeah. right because that's our flesh it's natural for us to have the moment where someone 
does us wrong. And so here's the scripture I was kind of talking about earlier. Um, and it's from Matthew 5. Uh, Matthew 5, verse 38 says, You heard the law that says the punishment is match an eye yeah. for an eye and a tooth for a tooth, right? Yeah. And that's what that's our flesh. Yeah. You punch me, I punch you back. Okay. You do wrong to me, I do wrong to you. You hurt me, I will hurt you, right? That's our flesh. Yeah. But Jesus says, But I say, but I I'm so sorry. He says in verse 39, but I say, do not resist an evil person. If he slaps you on the right cheek, offer the other cheek also. If you are sued in court and your shirt is taken from you, give him your coat too. If a soldier demands you carry his gear for a mile, carry it for two. Give those who ask and don't turn away for those who want to borrow. Um, give to those who ask and don't turn away those who want to borrow. Um, and then kind of going on in verse 43, it says, if you've heard the law say, love your neighbor uh, and hate your enemy, but I say, love your enemy and pray for those who persecute you. Yeah. And I think that's, mm -hmm. it's the main thing is guys, we have to deny our flesh. And so that's kind of like this next part, it's a two, three part, whatever you may call it. But I, I really want to talk about is, is how do we deny our flesh? How do we love our enemy when we're upset, when they've hurt you, when they've punched you, yeah. when they mm -hmm. took away your tooth, how do you give them that other tooth, right? So whether it's Bible verses, personal experiences, whether it's stories in the Bible, whether it's IO tickling Corey so much that he laughs and he gives us a spurt of wisdom. I don't care what it is, but how do you guys, um, how do y'all take that? What is, what is that stuff for you guys? Um, I, I guess I can just kick and kind of kick it off. Um, so yeah, kind of, you know, going back to Matthew five, um, in the ancient times, uh, there, there was, there was something called Lex, Talionis, I'm butchering everything today. You're, but big so, words. So, so, so props. Yeah. Love it. Love it. Lex Talionis, um, or it's the law of retaliation, which is basically eye for an eye, tooth for a tooth, right? Which was uh, which was their way of solving things at the time. However, um, if you go to uh, uh, Leviticus 19, verse 18, it says, do not seek revenge or bear a grudge against anyone among your people, mm. right? And so it was kind of like, all right, cool, like, it's a tall order, first of all, to not seek out an eye for an eye, tooth for mm -hmm. a tooth, right? So how about this? Just don't seek revenge. Don't mm -hmm. bear a grudge. Let's keep it that way. But Jesus steps it up even further um, in Matthew 5, verses 43 through 48. He says, you have heard that it was said, love your neighbor and hate your enemy. But I tell you, love your enemies and pray for those who persecute you, that you may be children of your father in heaven. Because he causes the sun to rise on the evil and the good and sends rain on the righteous and the unrighteous. Mm. Um, and basically, like, like it's he's called us to a taller order, you know. Mm -hmm. He's kind of like he set the framework of like, man, all right, before like these things were uh, these things were, you know, it was permissible for you to not to not forgive someone. For sure. Know? To yeah. to just actually to actually withhold anger towards them was was okay at that point. But now I've asked you to love my father. I've asked you to love me. I've asked you to love your neighbor as yourself. But I'm asking you one more thing, mm -hmm. and that's to love your enemies yeah. and and pray for them. Um, and of course, that sends everybody into a freaking into a frenzy. They're like, yeah. oh, like what? Like how can I do that? Um, and mm -hmm. so, um, I I looked up an article online. Like, what does it mean to love your enemies? Essentially, mm -hmm. uh, mm -hmm. and and these are examples to love your enemies, but they are. But in doing these examples, you're denying your flesh. Because I can tell you what, if you have an arch nemesis that, you know, you catch in the street and the moment y'all lock eyes, boom, it's a sword fight, you know. Because you're lacking. You know what I mean? Like, oh <laughs> you're not, you're not, you're not going to want to show genuine respect, you know yeah. what I mean? And so examples of how to love on your enemy and to uh, deny your flesh is um, to show respect that every human being deserves. Um Think of them and towards them with a mind of compassion, with yeah. a mind of 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 caring. Um, uh, what's it called? And and just and just simply don't let bitterness and hatred grow in your heart. For sure. Because the moment you let that happen, man, you have a lot more to deal with than just trying to forgive somebody. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Now you have anger on top of that. Now you sure. you also adding to your pride of like where you're giving you the devil like, a foothold. Exactly. Yeah. And that man. Whew, you gave him one foothold, he threw his whole body in there. That, that's a that's a body hole. Now. Yeah. Wow. But um, yeah, I think playing playing real quick on that, yeah. 
kind of what you're saying earlier, I kind of what you said a second earlier, but like we got to understand too, back in the old law, that is like the law, like where, where it's flesh, right? Because they didn't have the power mm-hmm. of the Holy Spirit, right? But we have that. And so that's why when Jesus came, he's like, it, it was said if, you know, committing murder was killing someone, but I'm telling you to have um, like uh, angry thoughts towards your brother, that is on the same level of committing murder, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Having lustful thoughts towards a towards a woman, that's committing adultery. Like he steps it up to the point of saying, even you thinking this, it's your heart, right? Yeah. And man, so, man, that's good. Yeah. You know what yeah. I'm saying? Like that's like, and that's foothold on your conversation that you were having. It's yeah. so ridiculous, man, because like, I, you know, you have people in your life who are like, hey, bro, like, I'm not, well, I'm not acting on it. I'm not doing it. Is it really wrong? Mm-hmm. Stupid. Look at the Bible. Like, <laughs> <laughs> stupid. Yeah. Like, it's it's just crazy that even our thoughts mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. could be just as dangerous as our actions. Yeah. yeah. Um, as I shotgun through the rest of these uh, ways to deny your flesh, um, just kind of like, you know, jot them down. Put yourself in their shoes. Try to see things from their side of view, That's their really point good. of view. Yeah. Um, because it may enlighten you. It may give you like a, oh, bro, like I didn't even see it that way that she, you don't like me, turn you know, turn up the TV while you're for sleeping sure. at night because, you know, you're trying to get good rest for early in the morning. Come on, Trey. You know what I mean? <laughs> is that me? No, no, no. That's <laughs> just an example. This is an example. Uh, that's my own roommate. Um, <laughs> um, you want to find common ground with them. You want to, sure. uh, uh, you, you know, you want to kind of find things that you guys got kind of can kind of connect on and sure. it's it's just like that little thing of like rebuilding that friendship with them that's don't let it don't let it be something that you would have to compromise on to connect mm-hmm. yeah mm-hmm. that's good that's um good. forgiveness is always an option um i think in matthew 6 uh matthew chapter 6 verses 14 through 15. You okay? all right guys hey super sorry i just clicked the pause button corey you ready to pick up again? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I'll just kind of reiterate from my last point. Find common ground. Um, a sure fire way of finding common ground is to acknowledge your differences. Uh-huh. You acknowledge your differences. You allow your, the, the door to be open for the things you guys have in common. For sure. Comments. Comments. All right. Now, mm. forgiveness is always an option. If you guys will turn with me to Matthew chapter 6, verses 14 to 15, it says, The Bible reads, If you forgive others the wrongs they've done to you, your Father in heaven will also forgive you. But if you do not forgive others, then your father will not forgive the wrongs you've done. Mm. And that should hit home. The wrongs you've done to others, the wrongs mm-hmm. you've done in private, the wrongs you've done in public, your father will hold you accountable for them regardless. And what so, you did to your puppy? Yeah. Yeah. Oh. yeah. And so, what's up? Okay. Um, you okay, man? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> uh, the second to last way, re- reach out to them first. <laughs> Meet them where they're at. We've mentioned multiple times. Reach out, reach out to them and, and kind of like Take the first step in trying to in, in trying to mend the situation, mend whatever mm. dilemma is going on between you guys. Um, because it, and and uh, and the and the final one is is just when in doubt, pray. You know, mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. no matter what, whatever we say, whatever is whatever your pastor says, keep praying, mm-hmm. keep keep praying. Like that yeah. will always always never be a bad thing. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, yeah I guess I'll, I'll I'll go next here, um, but. So, what we were talking, so, <laughs> I'm losing my train of thought. But anyways, like talking about how like how we can learn to love someone when our flesh is when someone does us wrong, our flesh is telling us not to love them. Yeah, mm. right. Um, I think Corey, you know, I'm not gonna even try to go over what Corey went over, um, <laughs> all, all that meaty stuff. Like talking about how like you know how if we look at someone with with you know the intentions of our heart and our thoughts yeah that's still considered you know murder or even like mm-hmm. harm and stuff like that but i want to kind of go into one of my favorite chapters is first john where it talks about what the concept of unconditional love looks like right so like no matter what what love looks like right and then first john chapter four um you know in verse 18 I, that's what i want to go over it says there is no fear in love but perfect love casts out fear for fear has to do with punishment and whoever fears has not been perfected in love. You know, um, you know, a big part of like when someone does us wrong, you know, we, let's say, you know, someone does us wrong physically, emotionally, spiritually, you know, there is always that concept of hurt. Right. And, and even a little bit of fear, right. Because it's mm-hmm. something that whether what kind of fear it is, but there's always that little hint of fear behind it. 
right? And in verse 18, it says, you know, there is no fear in love because perfect love casts out fear, That's good. right? So you can love someone, but if you don't have that perfect love and they're still doing you wrong, and they're doing you wrong and your flesh is telling you to go against it. And you're like, well, let me just at least try to fake it. Let me fake this love. Mm-hmm. That's not perfect love, yeah. right? Um, and in verse 20. It's not even unconditional love. Right. And in verse 20, and this is the this is like one of my absolute favorite verses. Like this is like my Hall of Fame verses. Oh, yeah. But it says, if anyone says, I love God and hates his brother, he is a liar. For he who does not love his brother, whom he has who he has seen, cannot love God whom he has not seen. That's crazy. Mm-hmm. Dang. Um, you know, and that that like that one always hits hard for me because it's like, you know, even my own brother, you know, and, and for, for those with siblings, y'all may understand, but like siblings. Are annoying sometimes <laughs> siblings like we love them but siblings can get like stupid you know <laughs> like but at the same time it's like you we still love them no matter what yeah you know and it's the same way like dude, i can't tell you the amount of times my own sister my own my own blood sister has has wronged me so many times <laughs> where i'm like bro i'm about where's the uh, sword yeah like bro on guard, bro. You know what's funny? Sometimes it's like I think I think as siblings, like that just builds up over time. Yeah. That even the littlest thing just sets you off. So yeah. for instance, like my brother, my older brother, he he ate my last piece of bacon, last piece of bacon in the house. <laughs> I was like, this, this, I will never forgive you. <laughs> <laughs> to the day like, I die, like, I, I had this. I had it. I, Man, it was so little, but it's almost like I had hatred. Like it was never to the yeah. point of like where, I, man, I'm gonna, I'm gonna like kill you or hate you or anything like that. Yeah. It was up to the point where it was like, I will never share food with you again. <laughs> yeah. And any food I see that you have, I'm taking it. Like, <laughs> Bro, yeah. Yeah. And, and and of course, like you know, I don't stay that mindset, but like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, but it's like you know, even like even sometimes your own flesh, you know, yeah. your own your own blood people, like they they can wrong you and you get hurt and you you get upset, like. You know, like, because especially with that, you, you could get upset. And what that verse is telling is like, dude, like, you see these people. Like, you can physically touch them. You can physically see them. These are people, like, even if they do you wrong, you know, because because God is love, right? And because, um, and saying that, how, how are you supposed to say that you love this person then? Because mm-hmm. if you if you say you love me, but yet you can't even bring in your heart to love this person, who you can see, how are you supposed to love me when you can't see me? Mm-hmm. Right? Mm-hmm. Because you know, we know that loving God and, and knowing who God is all based on faith. Yeah. Right. What we can't see, but not by sight, but by but by faith. That's right. True. And so especially like if if we see someone doing us wrong, you know, it's not and like and obviously I'm using an example of like a flesh or of you know someone of your flesh or of your blood. Um, but dude, like even like within people that you're close with or friends that you you know or even people that you're not close with your enemies mm-hmm. right mm-hmm. per se your frenemies or enemies people who has just done you wrong and you're like man bro like every part of me is seething with anger or every part of me is just saying no i don't i don't want to give you the time or day right now or i don't i don't even want to i don't even want to look at you or i can't i can't even stand the sight of you you know but how are you then um, and this was a big wake up call for me, you know, like especially um, in my walk with with God, you know, previously and even to this day, it's still a big wake up call for me. It's like, how am I supposed to go to church or go to all these, you know, all these church events and, and claim and scream out, I love you, Lord, I love you, God. And then on the side, you know, as soon as church ends or as soon as these events end, I'm like, man, I freaking hate this person. I can't stand the sight of this person, you know, blah, 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 blah. Yeah. How am I how am I supposed to to you know, to truly say that I love the Lord, you know, mm-hmm. everything that I say in church literally just becomes just meaningless, just empty words now, you know, and it clearly says, cause that means all the words I've yelled out at church during worship or during the sermon, when I, when I say amen, or I say, I love God so much means nothing because that doesn't mean I truly love God now. Yeah. You know, because the, the Bible clearly states, you know, it's like, if you, if anyone says I love God and hates his brother, he's a liar. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. For sure. You know, <laughs> Like that's that that hits hard. Yeah. It really does because yeah, it's like it that. That's like that's what I'm saying. Like it was a huge wake up call for me, and it was and still something that I, I'm, you know, I'm having to be very very careful now. Yeah. You know, in my walk with life, you know, trying to make sure that you know, hey, even if this person has done me wrong, even if I absolutely owe nothing to this person, I owe like physically in this world, I owe my earthly body says I owe nothing to this, to this person, 
no matter what, I need to love them because and it all goes back to that Bible project, the agape, because I have the love of God in me. I must love this person and to love that person. I must have that love of God in me. For sure. Mm -hmm. You know, um, it's, it's impossible for us to try to fake that love. Yeah. It's, it's literally impossible. Yeah. Um, yeah. Kind of jumping off that, like, and here's the thing, I think when it really comes down to this and I was like, well, God, how, how do I deny my flesh? Right. And I think the perfect example is, is looking, looking to Jesus, right. Garden of Gethsemane. Okay. He knows what he's about to do. He's about to have to go on the cross and, and take on the burden of literally every person said something he does not deserve at all. Mm-hmm. Right. And he even prays, let me see. Oh man, I'm going to lose it. Let's see. He even prays. And, and this is the part that's important where he says, father, if it's possible for this cup to be taken away, uh, possible for this cup to be taken away, unless I drink it, may your will be done, man. I think there's a, Another verse where it says it, but he says, it's not my will, but your will be done. Mm-hmm. Did I butcher that? I feel like I really butchered that. Yeah, Say it again. Father, if it's not possible for this cup to be taken away unless I drink it, may your will be done. Is this New King James? Get, off my, get your feet off my fingers. No. We're starting right there. That's <laughs> I got all that on. Yeah, sorry, guys. I had, a, I had to... Um, off script. I had to go off, not off script. I had an off script. script. But the so Jesus is about to go to the Garden of Gethsemane. He's about to pray away. He's about to, he's going to the garden to go. Man, this I'm is, sorry, Trevor. This I, is a good old fashioned ATR <laughs> back to the roots. But man, have we grown? What um, was the chapter again? Matthew, Matthew 2642. So Jesus is going to the garden to pray right before he's about to go to the cross. And 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 Luke twenty two forty four, it literally talks about, and this is how we deny our flesh, man. Jesus here says, and in being in anguish, he prayed more earnestly, and his sweat was like drops of blood falling to the ground. Mm. The man literally was praying so hard. I mean, because you got to understand what he was about to take on was every sin, everything that someone has ever done wrong. He was about to take the full brunt of that punishment, and he did nothing wrong. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? And so when I'm thinking, well, how do I deny my flesh? Well, I have to look at the one who who literally did not want, you know, it says it in the scripture, um, and I was trying to find it, but he says, God, it's not my will, but your will that will be done. If I could have this cup be taken another yeah. way, I would want that. But I know that it's your will that needs to be done and not my own. And thank goodness that Corey's <laughs> phone went off. There. You know, um, I'm tired of being set up by you guys. Back to the, <laughs> my phone's been on ringer all day. Back to the roots, man. Off ringer. Um, but I think when it comes when it comes to it, like when it comes to denying our flesh, like we have to look to to Jesus. We have to look mm. to God. We have to look to the Holy Spirit to 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 give us that forgiveness. Because in the moment, I don't know if y'all have ever been in an argument. I know for a fact I have, where someone is saying something to you and they're kind of tearing you up, and you have that burning in your heart. You're like, say it, say it back, being something mean, whatever it may be, an insult how they're wrong, whatever it may be. Because our flesh craves that. Our flesh craves for us to... It's a symbiote. That's, yeah. That's what it is. It's, it's, it's literally just... Venom. 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 Got that venom. 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 Um, venom. But in reality, like God calls us. He's like, when they're yelling at you and they're telling you how dumb you are, like you really have to look at them and just be like, man, how much I love you guys. I think that's the point. Like Jesus loved us so much. These guys are nuts. <laughs> Jesus... You gotta love them. Jesus loved us so much <laughs> that he was willing to take on the entire weight of the world for us. Yeah. It says in scripture, he died as you were an enemy. What's going on, Corey? Is, it Microsoft, is this a Microsoft Surface? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh? No, no, no. no, no. So <laughs> it says in scripture that he died for you when you were an enemy, right? Yeah. If he can take on the entire weight of the world and and he's able to take that on for us. How can we not love on that person who is calling us names? How can we not love on that person who is hurting us? Right? Like it makes no sense because it says in scripture, the same spirit that raised Jesus from the dead, that lives in you. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so that same forgiveness, that same, you know, I guess anguish that that Jesus was able to take on in the way that he was able to forgive us when we were his enemies, that same power, it belongs to you. Like it is given to you. Yeah. When it comes to loving our enemies 
Dude, it doesn't. And I think sometimes we look too much into it because you got to look at, let's look at a Bible story, David and Saul, right? Mm -hmm. David honored Saul. Saul kept trying to kill David multiple times. I mean, the man was playing a harp and like killing it, like shredding on the guitar, man. And Saul, Saul threw his spear at his head. True. David could have killed him, but he didn't, right? Bars. Because he said, well, it's in, and I, I kind of like looked up the story with it, but he's like, it's in God's hands. It's not in mine. God it is nice. not, it's not our place to punish those who've done us wrong. That's in God's hands. That's on Bible. That's on Bible. <laughs> Dude, Leon's the best hype, man. And I know I've gone all over the place, but mind you, I'm trying to keep it, <laughs> keep it a hundred. Um, Swing. Anyways, <laughs> but I think when it comes to tonight, like when it really comes to this, like we really have to look at the Bible. We have to look at Jesus because he didn't want to go to the cross so much. And this is this is an actual um, it's an actual disorder where you stress out so much that you you sweat blood. Um, does anyone know what it's called? We can look it up. But yeah, it is. It's incredibly rare. Yeah. Well, it's, it's only yeah. happened a handful of times. But so Jesus literally was like everything in his Maybe. body wanted to turn away. He didn't want to go to the cross. That was not he, he wasn't like, let's go. No, he he's like, God, if there's any other way it's possible, like let the hematidrosis. Hematidrosis, which literally means stressing hematidrosis. We are just doing dude, five guys in a dictionary, y'all. Like hematidrosis. Wait, can I can I see it? Um but so when we're like, well, how do I deny our flesh? How do I deny our flesh? Jesus literally, like his his body was bleeding from from stressing out so much. Um, but the power of the Holy Spirit, because he had a perfect walk with his father, he was able to to, to push through that. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. David was able to honor Saul, his enemy, someone who was genuinely trying to kill him. David did nothing wrong to Saul. At no point was he doing anything wrong to Saul. None. Um, but he honored him, right? He loved on his enemy. And for us, loving on your enemy, it, it can look a couple of different ways, right? It doesn't necessarily mean going out and buying them flowers, right? You're... But it does mean showing them that same Do you say you're? but in some ways it could be like what david did and he honored him he didn't put himself in that position right it wasn't it wasn't something where he's enduring pain every day right why not i don't know but he did he did honor him he didn't talk bad about him Mm -hmm. you know what i mean and he said if if there is any punishment if he is to die then it's going to be on the battlefield it's not on my hands if if god's going to take away his life then he's going to do it but it's not going to be me who does that right yeah and i think when it comes to loving our enemy by denying our flesh, right? And I know I've gone all over the place, but we have to look at what he did. We had to look at the love that he gave. And when we say, well, he forgave me for every wrong thing that I've done, then I need to forgive this person who said something mean to me mm-hmm. and probably didn't even mean it, but I have to forgive them. Yeah, I have to, because if I don't forgive, it says, it says, if you don't forgive your brother on judgment day, I won't forgive you. Let's look yeah. at, let's look at the the parable of the ungrateful servant, right? Oh, that's good. He that's forgave good. $10 trillion of debt. And then that servant went off and he forgave. He didn't forgive $100 of a debt that his friend owed him. And what happened? He, he was thrown into a prison where he was tortured, which I'm pretty sure it's like the implication of of, of hell, right? Yeah. Fire. Um, brimstone. brimstone. Yeah. No, I we, think something interesting um, that you were talking about that it just reminded me was we actually um, heard our youth pastor, Tarek, talk about kind of talk mm-hmm. about this today. He's talking – now, obviously, it's not talking about unconditional love, but it, it kind of goes off on this. But a big thing is is having that unforgiveness. You know, mm. that can inhibit so much. Yeah. Right. So even just being just. And like Trevor said, like you, you don't have to make a grand gesture to show love. Right. Showing showing that love to others, to your enemies. It's not a grand gesture. It's not like a let me pull up in a chariot with a white horse with a hundred roses mm-hmm. and serenade <clears> them <throat> and say, Hey, I love you. Mm. You're not an enemy anymore. <laughs> you know, like, but just even just learn to just be like, I forgive this person. Yeah. And, praying you, for them. Yeah. And you don't even have to say in their face, but even for you to just be like genuinely sitting, sitting by yourself or wherever, just being like, you know what? I, I, truly do forgive this person yeah yeah you know and i, and I want to pray over them you know yeah. and and that's something that Tarek was talking about is is that actually inhibits even our our own relationship with christ right how yeah. we how we're not able to be more intentional um is because sometimes we have the unforgiveness blocking it right yeah so when you don't have that love for others right and you're you're unwilling to forgive them that actually damages you 
a For lot sure. more than it does yeah. to them, you know, because what it does is it's, it's inhibiting your own relationship with Christ. For You're sure. not able to be more intentional with, with, um, it ain't easy when they're being fools today, man. Let me tell you. <laughs> yeah, dude, Trevor just keeps waving his hands and making crazy. Well, can you just like. <laughs> no, put it down. No, put it down. Anyways, I'm sorry. These guys are the three students. <laughs> but, but anyways, it's, it's it's just exactly what Tars was saying. You know, like that unforgiveness. But like even in like the unforgiveness can inhibit so much. Yeah, yeah. And it plays a big role in even with loving your enemies. If you don't have that unforgiveness in your heart, or if you if you have unforgiveness in your heart, then one. We will never experience the true love of God mm-hmm. because we won't be able to pour it into others. So yeah. we won't receive it. Two, we are deemed a liars. Three, you know, with this parable of, of the man who's willing to forgive, we be thrown in jail and tortured. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I Spiritually, kinda, metaphorically. I kind of want to like, I'm so glad you mentioned that. Mm-hmm. I think when it boils down, like, not when it boils down to it, I'm sorry. I think to, either to a believer or an unbeliever, that is one of the most practical and understandable ways to to even come to the terms that man maybe forgiveness is something that I need to practice mm-hmm. and it's I've, tough it's hard it's it's not as easy as it sounds not at all because um, you could I could be like I can sit here all day and be like yeah I forgive this person this person this person but if my heart doesn't truly um, forgive them and recognize it yeah everything I say is just empty words basically you know? yeah so it's it's a lot when harder than you think it is when I first mm-hmm. came when I first like all right, I'll try this Jesus thing out. You know what I mean? Like, this is mm-hmm. back in high school. When I when I first, like, all right, cool. I'm giving my life to Christ. Awesome. Mm-hmm. Let me start going to youth, right? One of the first sermons preached that I won't ever forget to this day was about forgiveness. And to, again, to an unbeliever, this logically makes sense. And I think as Christians, we understand, like, the the, the greater implications of, sure. of, of, not, of being unforgiven or not practicing forgiveness. Mm-hmm. It's you're walking around with a hold on your heart, a grudge in your heart, you're constantly thinking about someone who's wronged you and the ways they wronged you. They walk in the door and your blood's boiling. Yeah. Someone talks about them, your blood's boiling. For sure. You see something reference to them, your blood's boiling. They get a they get a reward, your blood's boiling. Mm-hmm. And boiling. Boiling, yeah. Boiling. And and the moment you release that, relinquish that, let it go, you can see you can immediately see the the, the fruits of that. You know? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Again, that's for an unbeliever and a believer. Mm-hmm. And guys, if you're listening and you're, you're you're an unbeliever, try it out because there's give so much. Huh? Give it a shot. Give it a shot. Yeah, give it a shot. You let us know if we're wrong. But I promise you, I promise you, you will see change yeah. in your heart, in your life. Yeah. True. Um, well, y'all been y'all been really killing it. Um, I guess to go off what Corey said, um, it's. It's easy to, to love somebody lo- that loves you, but it's hard to love somebody that's done you wrong, which obviously has already been said. Yes. Um, and I wanted to highlight a, a part in Matthew 5. We're just loving Matthew today. Yeah. Mm. Hey, I'm um, sure I love first John. Oh, I too. But then he goes, he commands us to be perfect, therefore as your heavenly father is perfect. Now, it is physically impossible for human beings to be perfect. So what Jesus is telling us is that we can't do it by ourselves. Yeah. So we need um, the power of the Holy Spirit in us to um, forgive people. And I just wanted to give like a couple personal examples of how I deal with that. So he's gonna talk about how we've done him wrong. Yeah. All right, get ready. Yeah. I got a whole list. Yeah. No. <laughs> um, March fifteenth, two thousand and two. Two twelve p.m. Um. So whenever I get frustrated or upset with somebody or a situation, I usually remove myself from the situation for a little bit. Um, I'm like, I usually tell them, hey, I'm not in a good headspace right now. I need to, you know, think it over and calm mm-hmm. down and then we can like, come back to this. Mm-hmm. And then I usually, I don't like to sit in my thoughts because then it just gets really bad. I spiral. For sure. Mm-hmm. So I usually try to work it off. So I either go to the gym, we'll play basketball, go for mm-hmm. a walk, run, whatever. Gym so, reference. Yesterday. Yeah. Some reference. Um, and then I'll have worship music playing and I'll just be praying for mainly the majority of the time. And usually I'll just uh, forgive them for whatever happened. And then I'll just say, God, don't use this against them on judgment day. They didn't mm-hmm. know what they were doing. Mm, that's good. I like and then that. I come back because I, I think it was Zane that said that or somebody. I heard somebody say that. So then I started implementing that. Um mm-hmm. And then after that, I 
I'm in a much better headspace after I've forgiven them. And then we can talk about whatever happened. Yeah. And then, um, and, and that's how I like to honor them is I come in with a calm head. And yeah. I think that's a big thing too. Is like, we don't, I think the hardest thing is when we hear like loving our enemy and someone who's done us wrong, it doesn't. And, and, and we also talked about this a couple episodes back, but if you're in a situation where you're being abused, loving your enemy is not putting yourself in a position to be abused. Right. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Let's make that clear. We're not asking you to throw yourself in a, in a, in a den of lions. Right. Yeah. Um, get out of that. Right. Like roar. be, be, you did not just roar, bro. But no, that's the, the new, Emma. it's okay. Um, the, but I think what we're kind of like hitting with this is loving our, our enemy could just be honoring them and mm-hmm. in our prayer saying god so when there's a situation a personal situation that we were kind of dealing with a couple weeks back and this person was kind of like i was having that feeling with Corey was saying their name gets brought up i get mad mm-hmm. i think about them i get mad i do this i get mad and i was like dude you know i saw them at church and i got mad and i'm like who am i dude like i want them to be at church man i hope god touches yeah. their life i hope that person gets gets saved and the lord heals them you know what i mean mm-hmm. um and like that's what it I think that's what God calls us to when it says loving your enemy. It's not putting yourself in a position where you're you're going to be abused, right? Mm-hmm. But it is praying for them and it's allowing God to work on your heart, um, on that forgiveness, and then and then just really just doing what God has called you to. And he'll tell mm-hmm. you what he wants you to do. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Maybe he does want you to have a horse and a thousand or a hundred roses. A white horse. You know what I mean? I like that. I like that. But I'm kind of closing us out. Um what are your thoughts with that? Oh, shoot. Um, so we had the question, uh, always to deny our flesh. Mm-hmm. Um, when I saw that question, I took it in a completely different way. And, you know, being who I am, I take it to the extreme. So I was like, what causes us to deny the love, that love towards others? Why can't we love others that way? What would be in the way? And when I was thinking about it, I sat there and thought about it. There's two reasons that came to mind. One past hurts or traumas and mm. feeling that you are not worthy of love. So that brings me before the past hurts, past trauma, the feeling that you're not worthy of love. You can only love someone as much as you love yourself. And you can never give more than you give it to yourself. If you don't really love yourself, it's not. It's going to be a whole lot harder for you to love somebody to that point. Yeah. Um, the other one is the association of the word love with negative context. So now this is an example. And I've for those who are in relationships or those who have ended up, gotten out of relationships you know this word whenever one of the couple is like hey we need to talk automatically your mindset is ah something's wrong something's bad or even when your parents come to you like hey we need to talk you automatically think they say oh your full name we need to talk birth given you think yeah yeah, you think you think uh we're about to break up or they've been unfaithful but one thing i noticed is when we're young when we're little kids, like four or three years old, and when our parents come up to us and say, hey, we need to talk, we don't think negative. We go like, oh, mama, daddy want to talk to me. What, what, you, what you got to say? What, like what are we going to talk about? Yeah, I want to talk. But <laughs> Let me get my thing, suit on. <laughs> <laughs> Boss baby. Boss baby, yeah. So my thing is that what age do we lose hope in people, and then it becomes a defense, defense mechanism to the first thing we hear, these kinds of conversations, these kind of words, we're automatically like, oh, thinking the negative and then wanting to respond in that way. Um, and then I got another point is in the end, the negative outcome is a conclusion which causes you to respond in turn. So when you're seeing all this negativity coming your way, you're trying to respond in the same way that you assume is going to come towards you. So you start building up those calluses and you're trying to target it and tackle it that sort of way. Yeah. Um, one of the, the, one of the researches I looked up was, basically on negative biases, but it said this, it takes five positive thoughts to counter just one negative thought. That just shows you how much power one negative thought has. So if we are letting that control our way of thinking, control the way of interacting with other people, it holds that much more power than just thinking positively. Yeah. And you can't have that kind of negative thought, but when you're counting other people, Um, when it came to like examples, showing you love towards enemies, Mm -hmm. just making a quick switch. I had, um, Four different verses, but I'm only going to stay on one because, you know, the Good Samaritan, you know how he showed love. You know, Jesus 
how he showed love to Judas, obviously. Mm-hmm. I sent a picture to the group. Hopefully, I go to the social media because okay. that one shows exactly just preaching on Jesus' showing love to Judas. And then, obviously, Ananias. I don't know if I said that right. Ananias showing love to Paul. Obviously, mm-hmm. during this time, Paul was out there murking Christians. And then I was like, if I go to Paul, you're going to murder me too, right, God? Mm-hmm. But hey, you still got to go there. You still got to do what God's asked mm-hmm. you to do, love him, despite what he's done to your brothers mm-hmm. um, and sisters. Um, but the one I want to stick on is Eli- Elisha and the Sumerian army. So we've heard the story of Elisha, you know, him going up a mountain and, you know, these kids, bold as they are, not knowing <laughs> that's the prophet of God, is like, hey, bald man, go up there with your bald head looking like the sun. I don't and, know if a lot of people know this story, so give context, because I didn't God, know this story. I don't story. know if I didn't know this story. <laughs> I've never heard this. This is, this is a, a story. crazy story. I think this is the crazy. Besides hilarious. the resurrection Whoa. of Jesus Christ, I think this is the second craziest story Oh, then in you're the Bible. Oh, right. There's no, a lot no, of crazy no, no. stories in the Bible. Oh, yes, sir. So. Okay. Second, Second Kings, right? Second Kings, twenty-three and twenty-five. <laughs> <laughs> so, this is how it goes. Before. <laughs> then he went up from there to Bethel, and as he was going up by the way, young lads came from the city and mocked him and said, "Go up, you bald head! Go up, you bald head!" And when he looked behind him and saw them, he cursed them in the name of the Lord. Then two, not males, female bears, she bears, <laughs> she bears, she bears, came out the woods. And tore up 42 lads. 42. At my point, if those bears came out and started tearing up my friends, I would have ran. <laughs> but it got all 42? They tried to run. Well, they were, 42? Man, they were like... Was it just like the bears like going? <laughs> you best believe it when the kids is like, shut up, you rib. And that, that's when the <laughs> sheep bear took it personally. <laughs> you know what I think of when you say... Avocado. When you say 42 lads? Oh, my... Wait, look at... Okay. Wait, wait. When I ask forty two lads, I think of Kung Fu Panda, Panda, um, with the Panda. the the antagonist in the, in the first one, the uh, oh, the, the the tiger or whatever his name is, you know, uh, Shifu. Uh, no, <clears throat> Shifu is the master. Oh, okay. the oh, enemy. Talking about Tai Lung. Tai Lung. Tai Lung. Tai Lung of where he's just like hopping from person to person, just yep. like, murking him. That's the only way these bears are knocking out forty two. Okay, wait. Tai Lung. We're talking about forgiving your enemy. No, no. This that, this. <laughs> Context of who Elisha, what he's capable of, <laughs> okay, was the power of the Lord, okay. And then, <laughs> oh, oh my god, for all the bald men out there, oh my jeez, and to all the young lads the out Lord. there, don't be making fun of the bald man, it's, it's not that right, okay. So, we know what Elisha's capable of, we know what Elisha's capable of. Now, we're gonna go to Second Kings, same, same guy. Remember, this is the guy who took up the mantle from Elijah. So, Elisha, same guy. We're going to number, we're going to Second Kings 6. Reading from eight to twenty-three, and I'm gonna, I'm gonna go real quick because yes, we know what he's capable of. Those bears, right. they ain't messing. He a, so this one, it says uh, he's talking about the blind Syrians, and just to let you know, during this time, Syria was trying to come, and they were raiders. They would come raid different nations, take their stuff, take their women, take their kids, kill the men, and move on. So um, this one goes. Now the king of Syria was making war against Israel. And he consulted with his servants, saying, My camp will be in such and such a place. And the man of God sent to the king of Israel, saying, Beware that you do not pass this place. And the Syrians are coming down there. Then the king of Israel said someone to that place of which the man of God had told him. Thus he warned him, and he was watchful there, not just once or twice. Therefore the heart of the king Syria was greatly troubled by these things. And he called his servants and said to them, Will you not show me which of us is this for the king of Israel? And one of the servants said, None, my lord, O king, but Elisha, the prophet, who is... In Israel, tell the kings of Israel the words that you speak in your bedroom. So he said, go and see where he is, and that I may send and get him. And I'm going to go a little further on. Do-do-do-do-do. So at this point, so that's why I'm going through it. At this point, the um, Syrians are coming in, find Elijah where he's at, and they're trying to murk Elijah in his sleep. So mm-hmm. they surround the city. Elijah or Elisha? Elisha. So they surround the city and try to murk him in his sleep. And Elijah says, this guy who was with Elisha is like, Yo, we're surrounded. We about to die. Where the she-bears at? <laughs> so he says, he says, do not be afraid because who's surrounding us, who's with us is more uh, than who's with them. And mm-hmm. he says, he's like, the little kid's like, are you sure? And he's like, he prays to God, open up this kid's eyes so he could see. 
And when he opened up his eyes, he army saw army of she bears. Army, not an army of sheep. Maybe I would like that, <laughs> but an army of angels surrounding the city, surrounding the army. Wow. And he said, Elijah says in this way to blind them. So the entire army gets blinded and they're asking him. And Elijah goes up to them, like the wise man he is. He says, hey, you're in the wrong spot, but I'll lead you to the right spot. So he literally takes this entire army and puts them in the midst of the Israelites. And literally the army is in the midst of the Israelites. So now they're surrounded by the Israelites. And he says, all right, God, open up their eyes. Let them see where they're at. And now they're opening up their eyes and they're afraid. And like, oh, we about to die. And Elijah goes like, he's like, no, 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 no. Elijah's like, no, 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 no. We're not going to kill you this time. Instead, we're going <laughs> to give you your eyesight back. We're going to feed you, and give you water, and let you go. Yeah. So in this case, these people were coming to kill Elijah. But instead, he showed the love by not only giving them the eyesight back, because mm-hmm. we, we know what he's capable of with the she bears. Yeah. But he gave them the ice hat back. Not only that, but he fed them, clothed them, and let them go. Yeah. So be Elijah in the second part. Don't be cursing those she bears. No, 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 no. All right. Corey? No, yeah, don't last... take out on 42 children. That's wild. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to have to ask God about that one for sure. <laughs> <laughs> um. So I kind of briefly mentioned it, and it's, it's all of Acts 9. So if you just want to, you know, what it's like to love your enemy unconditionally, flip on flip on over to Acts 9. Mm-hmm. And and basically, um, and, and kind of reading over this, I was like, man, honestly, I should have drafted this guy way back in the Bible draft, the, the Bible hero draft. But mm-hmm. Ananias, he's one, he's low-key underrated in uh the conversion of Saul, right? Yeah. Saul to Paul. Um, Saul, as you guys know, murking Christians left and right. Is he's it? mopping them up. It's unfortunate. Yeah. And not with his own hands. Not with his own hands, with his words. We 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 got we got, we got so time. <laughs> so um so he's on his way to Damascus <laughs> and of course like you know he hears the voice of the Lord and he's blinded right yeah and you know he's directed to go this and this place in Damascus right so us as readers we see that all right cool like something's happening in, in Saul's life you know what I mean like this is awesome he you know he's turned towards the Lord and Ananias over there in Damascus hears the voice of the Lord. And I'm just going to read, I think, verse 13 of Acts 9. Um, just kind of give you a sense of how how, uh, how Ananias is feeling right now. Um, um, Filler. Yes. So in verse 13, <laughs> um, it's like, but basically, the verse prior to that, Lord's asking, like, hey, I need you to go to this house, meet this guy named Saul, and pray for him, right? Lay hands on him. But Ananias in verse 13 says, Lord, I have heard from many people about this man, how much harm he did to your saints in Jerusalem. And here he has authority from the chief priest to arrest all who call your name. Um, Basically, Ananias is like, yo, this man has the ability to end my life and my career and my family. Like basically end us all, essentially. And yet you're, you're asking me to go to this street, this place, pray for him, lay hands on him. And what does Ananias do? He obeys. He's obedient. And um and the scales fall, scale like things fall from, from Paul's eyes. Um and he can see again. And I think later on in maybe like Matthew or, or Acts, if I'm not I'm not I'm not sure, but uh Paul actually, you know, in his testimony, he he thanks Ananias. And so yeah. Ananias is like what what like Loki, one of those like underrated guys, but because of of because of his of his obedience in in showing unconditional love to someone that the Lord has placed on his heart. We see the fruit of it for sure. Paul saved so many lives. He's 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 taught us so many things. Two thirds so, of the New Testament. Exactly, yeah. exactly. And so, um, I just think he's a prime example when it comes to unconditional love and loving your enemy. Yeah. Um. Well, guys, you know, kind of closing us out. I think if there is someone, you know, we've been talking about this episode, and the rain has gone. Oh, <laughs> I have no idea, dude. Who's that? If, if there is someone on your heart, guys, as we've been talking about this, you're like, man, I don't know if I have forgiven them. Or this person has done me wrong. And 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 I've had that mindset of you punch me, I punch you back. And whatever it may be, if there is someone that God has put you on their heart, man, I really just pray, guys, and, and we're going to pray in a second. But really kind of listen to this episode. Take heed to the words we, we've said. You know what I mean? And we've all fallen short, too, and not – in times um not loving our enemies you yeah. know what i mean we've we've fallen into that temptation a hundred times um but guys i mean keep keep in mind what we said hey 
love the Lord how the Lord has loved you, right? Or love others how the Lord has loved you. True. Forgive those who have done you wrong. Lord. Deny your flesh. Mm. And 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 you pray and ask God how you can love them, how you can honor them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. And then when he tells you, you do it. Yes, sir. Um, so, guys, we're going to pray <laughs> us out. We're going to close out here. But, um, Heavenly Father, I just thank you for today. I thank you just for the fellowship that we are able to, to come here um, as brothers and just really get into your word, Father. Lord, I just pray that if there's any person on our hearts, Father God, that you've given us um, to forgive, Lord, and to love in a way that you've called us to love, I pray that you give us the strength to do that. You give us the vision um, to the path that we need to go on in order that we may love them in the way that you've called us to love them. Lord, thank you for this amazing day, for these amazing brothers and the amazing listeners. In your name we pray. Amen. Dude, we are heavily breathing. <laughs> 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 Bro, my ADD has been dying this episode, guys. Do you see the text? We are closed. No, we are closing look out. Look at the text. I'm like, I'll close this out, please. No, man. look at the text. Look, I, we got like 10 <laughs> seconds before it cuts us <laughs> off. <Potato chips. laughs>